You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Apparently I was supposed to say, yee-haw! That's pretty good, actually. That wasn't too bad at all. So today on the show, Al is on vacation, which means it's me, Brian Max, and special guest star, PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police. Hello and welcome. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm very happy to be here again. I always have fun when I hang out with you guys. Well, absolutely, but it was an adventure getting here, wasn't it? You know what? Uh, there was a lot of snow on my street and the surrounding area, but I, once I got into the main roads, they were nicely plowed and everything was copacetic. Well, uh, my my drive took me through the middle of the city, and the, uh, the, the disturbing part of the drive was that there were far too many pedestrians walking on the road. Interesting. Uh, you know, I, I hear it a lot. I see it on social media. There's a big issue with uh, the streets or at least the sidewalks not being plowed, but that is still not a good solution going on the road. There yes. may be less snow, but you're now putting yourself in the target path of a, mo- a moving vehicle that may be losing control. Yeah, absolutely. There's there, there's still so much snow on the road that, you know, I, I wasn't trusting any drivers around me. But I, I can totally appreciate where it may look like a good idea. And for those that are on wheel devices or have mobility issues where it, it, it may be what they have to do, but it is high risk. Yeah, and and you know, at, at this very moment, we you know we had that big snowstorm overnight. It's clear now, but a lot of sidewalks haven't been cleared yet, and and it's and it's tough. So I'd I'd recommend staying home right now. You know what? If you don't have to travel, absolutely, we prefer you to stay home. And this is a multi-day process of of snow removal, and they're going to do priority areas first, and they're going to move in. So if you don't have to go, don't go. Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit because you've got some extra insight into you know uh, traffic operations than normal people. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. We also have uh, Michael Pierce from uh, the Autoloft, the Autoloft.ca. We're going to talk about creating extra storage in your garage. I need more extra, more storage. I don't have a lot of cars, but I have, I have oh, a lot of stuff. Mike, Michael can help. No problem. And also coming up next weekend is Motorama. And we've got Greg McPherson from Motorama coming up right in a little bit. And um, I think I think a lot of people are looking forward to Motorama. I'm sure it's going to be a very, very busy show. I like getting out and seeing stuff. And yeah. I, I, I used to go to all these shows before. We used to go uh, as a Toronto police. And now I, I, I hope we get to get to do this again. Because we're sort of out of the routine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I think I think we're good. Everybody wants to uh, everybody wants to be back at uh, at car shows and all of that. And uh, the numbers from the Toronto Auto Show were were impressive. I think it was the third most attended show of all time, if I remember correctly. Get out. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was very well attended and a lot of interesting things this year. So, you know, we saw some we saw some interesting things there, but uh, um, a lot of activations. So you got you you were able to drive an EV indoors, which is kind of cool. I saw that on social media. I heard about it when I was there, and I was only there on the media day for a short time. So I missed out on all the opportunities to see the cool stuff. Yeah, and and uh, of course, every all the kids wanted to see the Lego Lamborghini. 
I saw that. Took yes. some photos and put it on social media. But I, yeah. what I wanted to do is, is drive that uh, armored vehicle that I, that I met up with you at. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, could you drive that indoors? No. <laughs> no. No. You probably crush vehicles with that thing. Well, is that part of the track? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Well, we need to, uh, I think we need to uh, create an adventure and drive one of those um, fantastic armored vehicles somewhere. Yes, and, and I'd like it. They had a turret on top, yeah. so I, I'd like a chance to play with that too. Yeah, can we can we mount active weapons on that? Not thing? here so much, but in the states, you can do all sorts. Of oh, things. that's right. Yeah, my favorite place. My favorite place. I'm going there again, and uh, I missed the show last week because it was on Vancouver Island. And uh, believe it or not, I was there one of the two days that it actually snows on the island. And was that when you were on the boat? Because you sent me a picture that you were on a boat. Oh no, that was that was after. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So um, we uh, we finished up at uh, at the racetrack, and uh, as soon as the track w- was done for the day, snow started falling from the sky, and that turned into a blizzard, and that turned an, a ninety minute drive to three hours. That's no fun. No, it was no fun at all. Anyway, we were going to be back. Uh, We've got some more stuff to talk about, you and I. Um, Maybe traffic, maybe weather. I like it. And uh, we'll be back uh, right after the break. Sounds like a plan. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, back in studio after a week away with PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police because Alan Gelman is on vacation. Who knew that he could leave the country, but he can. They let him do that? Somebody did. Wow. Unless he's hiding at home. I don't know. It wasn't my turn to watch him, so I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, if he if he is down south, he's enjoying some uh, some better weather than we've got. And uh, you were saying earlier that um, traffic, traffic operations is going to have a whole lot of work to do with respect to clearing the roads well, any, in the city. Anytime we have a big storm, it, it's it's not just the guys driving the snowplows who are just driving around aimlessly. There's an entire uh, organizational plan that goes into play that can, combines the city emergency services. You know, We're all working together to ensure that whatever comes our way, we're ready to, to respond. And and that's no different than it was yesterday. Uh, the city was talking about the fact that this is going to take a couple of days to get uh, on top of, regardless of what happens. Just the amount of snow, it's, it's a lot. Uh, but they're they're on it. Like they, they have been not Stop and the communication has been continuous. Uh, they had to shut down uh, uh, certain uh, roads yesterday. They, uh, you know, diverted uh, clearing of snow to certain areas to make sure we'd be back in the go as soon right. as possible. And they did a great job. Yeah, I had no, I had no trouble getting down here except for the side streets. That was that was a little little bit dodgy, but the rest of it, the major streets were were relatively clear. There were a lot of people on the roads who just I don't know why they were driving. They, they looked a, a little helpless and a little aimless. Well, like I said, on the way down here, I passed a lot of vehicles that were freshly into the snow banks at the side of the road. Right. It is still slippery. It is still something you have to drive with caution. Even if it looks clear, you got to slow down. Your vehicle does not handle the way you'd think it would on dry road or even light snow. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, that, you know, that goes back to the old uh, the, the physics question. You know, even, you know, today I'm driving this SUV and it's on winter tires. So I've got all kinds of traction when I step on the gas. But the same laws of physics apply when I step on the brake. And that, you know, I've got maybe slightly better traction than an all-season tire, but um, I, my stopping distances are, are increased massively. And on top of that, what's happening today is the road surface is not consistent. So you're going from snow to slush to wet to maybe dry. Well, and it's, when you put a snowplow across the uh, the top surface, it, it, it makes a nice, smooth surface. But until vehicles start driving on it and melting it down to the road, you're still on a packed, flat surface. It's slippery. Mm-hmm. So you got to slow down. Um, the I forgot what I was going to say. 
I totally lost it. There was something I was going to say. It was brilliant, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it was brilliant. Well, I, I can tell you a little bit of a story about uh, <laughs> traveling on uh, Vancouver Island last week in a blizzard. I um, I saw several and like probably a dozen or more abandoned cars in ditches on their roofs, all kinds of things. And and I don't know, probably half a dozen jackknife tractor trailers on that uh, on that route. Well, there's 18 wheelers that were on the 404 this morning on my way on my way down, and uh, there were a lot of vehicles carrying an extra load on their roofs. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Uh, if you you've got to clear not just the the, the window. But the roof, yeah. uh, there, there was a chap, I took a picture of them. I had to pull over, I, I had to take a picture because it was such an enormous amount of snow that they they, they, probably, they needed bungee cords to transport that safely. <laughs> it was, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of weight of snow. You show me the photo. It, it, the, the, the SUV looked like it was already loaded with a couple hundred pounds of, of additional weight. That suspension was, was a little compressed. And, you know, it's not only the additional weight, but it's when that flies off and, you know, lands on another driver's windshield car, what, whatever, it's, it's completely unsafe and you have, a, you have a responsibility to clear your car completely of snow. Well, I, I've had people call in and say that uh, they've been hit by flying debris, yep. snow and ice from the top of a car, smashing windshields. Yep. Uh, you, you're creating that, that situation. You are the catalyst to that damage. You should be held responsible for it, and you are if we catch you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, some, some people think that because, you know, snow falls from the sky, they're not responsible for it, but in, indeed you are. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You're even responsible if you plow your snow onto somebody else's property. Like there, there are laws and bylaws in place. You're responsible for everything in this day and age, and you should be. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's the it's the price. One of the prices we pay of uh, for living in in this part of the world. I remembered my genius thing. It wasn't Ooh, so genius. That? It was just that a lot of people ask about sliding through red lights and yellow lights in snowy, slippery conditions. They wonder if they're responsible for that when they get a red light ticket. Can they can can they fight it? Because well, hey, they they tried to stop but couldn't. If you're driving beyond the abilities to uh, of your vehicle to handle and stop and, and, and what uh, whatnot because of the road uh, conditions well you're driving too quickly yeah, exactly you, you, you can be charged with careless driving even if you're driving below the speed limit uh, or at the speed limit yeah. if you're doing it in such a way that it's not safe yeah absolutely it doesn't it doesn't matter and uh, you know in this part of the world we drive on in winter conditions all the time this is this is nothing new so you know everybody knows everybody should know and remember that uh, it takes a little bit longer to stop in uh, in winter it's uh, it, it's one of those things but that's you know that's why we have winter tires and and uh, we take extra care uh, in the winter now for me I really enjoy driving these conditions because I can slide around Sliding around is fun. It was. It was. Inadvertently, though. But now but, it's now it's stunt driving. Nah, it, was, it wasn't stunt driving. We're definitely, definitely not stunt driving. Anyway, we're going to be back after the break with Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft to talk about some very cool vehicle storage solutions. I want to hear all about this. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police Service. And joining us on the line is Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft. Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Very well. We managed to make it into the studio today, so it's uh, it's all good. Now, Michael, you've, you've got, a, you've got uh, an interesting uh, business, but what you really know a lot about is car storage. Yeah, well, we started, it, it all started about 10 years ago, 10 or 11 years, actually it was 11 years ago. Uh, my wife mistakenly said, if we're going to store our own cars, we should start storing other people's cars as well, because at that time, I think we had about 11 cars of our own that we were storing. And uh, so we started storing cars, and it just, as we continued to grow, it was a natural offsh- offshoot that we needed to put lifts in for ourselves to use the maximum of our space. And 
then we started uh, offering, installing, and supplying all our own lifts. And have gotten to the point now that we bring in lifts from about three different manufacturers by container every month. And we're doing all of Southern Ontario with all kinds of different lifts, with our, starting with the basic four posts and working up from there. Oh, that, that is fantastic. That makes a, a lot of sense. Now, if you've got uh, an existing garage, how, and, and, you know, lifts, if you've seen one, they do take up a bit of space. How does someone determine whether a lift will fit in their garage? Well, the biggest determination is not the actual size of the garage by length and width. It's actually the height. So the question we always get asked is, will a lift fit in our garage? But the bigger consideration or the first question should be, will the cars that I wish to store fit in my garage? Um, Because it always is based on the overall height. And what's going on now is you'll see builders with all kinds of different heights in the garages. So there's no standard height. And uh, our vehicles are getting taller and we're also getting more vehicles. So we'll get a person calling up saying I have a 911 and I have a Macan. And so will my, will the lift fit? And it comes down to saying, okay, well, lift will fit, but let's look at the ceiling height. And as you example, with those two vehicles, if you've got a 10 foot ceiling height, you're going to be very uh, tight to put a lift, a lift in there that'll fit both the vehicles. Where if we had two sedans, they would both fit. I have a silly question for you. I have one vehicle. Well, actually, not sure. I have a motorcycle as well. Do you have lifts for, for other stuff, maybe just storage? Are there other ways to, uh, to yeah. utilize your equipment? Yeah, so what we do is we have, not only do we have car lifts, we also have motorcycle lifts. So we have a motorcycle platform lift. We have a motorcycle one-post lift. We have all kinds of specialty lifts um, that we will produce. So as an example, if you want to put your motorcycle and your car on a lift, we can create a solid, solid bed lift that will be long enough for both the vehicles to be on, and both can, one can enter from one end and the other can enter from the other end. See, my thing is I just need to put the stuff my wife wants out of the house. Right. Exactly. She just wants so me to put my stuff up. So is your motorcycle in the living room right now? <laughs> <laughs> so we have this problem all the time, and the, the standard lift that everybody knew about for many years was a four-post lift that had two runways. But we're having more and more people are saying, well, I want to be able to store something. If I'm not putting my car on in the, in the summer, can I store everything else in there, like the snowblower, like the motorcycle? And, yes, so what we do is we have a solid bed platform lift. It can either be a four-post, a one-post, or a two-post that you can have, that you can use as a storage facility in your own garage while your vehicles are safe at the same time. Yeah, uh, you know, the first question people are going to have is uh, is how much they cost, but also there's some consideration in terms of, of timing and how long it takes to order one and install it. So how does that process work for you? Well, the least expensive, the question is always, what's the cost? The least expensive lift is always a standard four-post lift, and there's all kinds of standard four-post lifts that, they can start as inexpensively, let's say, as about $3,500 and work their way up from that. The, and basically, you'll, you'll get what you pay for. Then you can go into the specialty type of lifts that will be more expensive, of course, but they're meeting specific needs. Your minimum, basically, if you're looking from us as an example, we pretty much keep everything in stock except for the uh, specialty lifts that we have to order in, and we'll bring them in in one of our containers. But the standard turnaround, if we have it in stock, we'll have everything turned around within three weeks. If we have to order and make a special lift for you, like right now we've got a number of double wides on order that are specialty, one's wider, one's taller, one's longer, one's shorter. Um, Those could take up to about three months. Once they arrive, and it's basically, 
the shipping as well as the production. Once they arrive, we typically have everything installed within two weeks. And that that's not bad. That's not bad timing at all. Is there is there are there many considerations around installing a lift in terms of electrical, in terms of uh, you know fixing the lift to the uh, to the floor of the garage? Sir, that's a good question because it's always coming up. The majority of our lifts we use is a one ten power source. It's a plug and play. We do that on purpose so they fit easily into pretty much every garage. The the only so. The only time the power source in your garage won't work is if you're going to a specialty lift that we have to use the 220 power source. Then you would need an electrician. Either we bring our own in or you have an electrician come in to prepare by putting an additional power source in the garage right where the lift is. But we work with you to actually make sure that is in the correct place so it's easily to actually access and done right away. Uh, In regard to the floor, the standard four-post lift and a standard lift will basically work on pretty much any floor. We only need to anchor them when we get to a specialty lift or if we have a nervous customer or if we have a floor that's not really flat or straight and we want to plumb the posts. So then we need to anchor it to be able to uh, get the post plumbed so they actually look nice and straight. Or if we've got a nervous customer who says, I just don't want to have it uh, not attached to the floor, such as our own lifts at home are not attached to the floor. Yeah, my buddy has it on wheels, so he can roll it around. So that's great. That yeah. gives you some yeah. options, especially if you rent or whatnot. Exactly. So the standard four post will come with what's called casters that you can you can move the lift around so you don't have to anchor it. Now, Michael, if somebody wants to find more information, how do they reach you? So first off, they can go to our website. There's all kinds of videos on our website of all of our different lifts and all the specs. We also have a YouTube channel now that shows a number of our different lifts that we keep adding to. Or they can call us directly, and I actually go out and spend a lot of time doing on-site quotes and preparing their their garage for the exact type of lift that they need. That's right. awesome. And Michael, what's uh, what's the phone number and what's the website? Our website is, of course, www.theautoloft.ca. So three words all together: theautoloft.ca. And you can call me directly on my cell number. It's four one six two zero zero. 7141. Awesome. We have a 1-800 number on the website. Fantastic. All right, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with special guest star, PC Sean Shapiro of Toronto Police. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's another interesting driving day in the city, unfortunately. The, the roads are not clear, and uh, um, there's been some challenges. There's, it's always an interesting day to drive in Toronto. It's just this one's <laughs> d- interesting for an entirely different reason. <laughs> right, which is a lot of snow on the roads. Yeah, it, you know what? I, I found it quite relaxing because nobody else was out there. Mm-hmm. It, it was actually a very clear drive. Yeah, yeah, for me for me as well, but it was the, it was the pedestrians. Again, the pedestrians out in the middle of the road. What I don't know what people are thinking. And, and that's not to complain about them. It's just we're worried about them. It, that's, that's exactly it. And, you know, I'm... I always take care around pedestrians, and you know I, that's my responsibility. My my skill set is much higher than 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 the, than the average driver, or, or you know basically all drivers on the road. So I have a responsibility for you know myself and all the other drivers around me, all the cyclists, all the motorcyclists, and all the pedestrians. So if I can control that situation, make sure everybody's safe, I'm going to do that. 
Well, I wish everyone would take that outlook because, we, you know, as drivers, we're carrying the most weight. We have the most damage that we cause if things go wrong. And that puts a responsibility on us. But it doesn't take away the responsibility of others. And that is where everyone has to play a role in their own safety. And, and it's not to victim blame. It's not to point a finger and say it's somebody else's fault if a driver hits a pedestrian. No, the driver's still responsible for a lot. But we could improve the chances of getting hurt if we do some things. And, and part of that is, is not putting ourselves into especially dangerous positions. Exactly. Like walking in the middle of... Uh, Avenue Road. Yeah, that that was that was not a, that was not great. Um, and uh, it, you know, for me, the the concern is is other drivers because I saw you know it was obvious several drivers that I saw on the road today had their all season tires. And uh, it's like you're not going anywhere, and you're not going to be able to stop with with those tires today. Tires is a big thing. People don't think that changing them is important because someone told them that all seasons are all seasons, and all seasons are generally <laughs> most seasons. <laughs> or as my friends like to say, no season. <laughs> you know, it's uh, there. I I never. I grew up not using snow tires, okay. and I, it was night and day when I finally changed over to using them. So I, I'm I will forever have snow tires now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're they're, they're you know, and I, I've been uh, fortunate to be uh, firsthand on you know tire testing um, venues, and and it's obvious how um, how much better winter tires are, and it's it's just a night and day difference. And you know, I think most of our listeners get that. Um, and in this part of the world, it's it's so easy to run a set of summer tires and a set of winter tires. Well, very often it's an argument of cost. And if you have two sets of tires, it's more expensive in the initial outlay, but they yes. last twice as long because you're only using them half as much time each. Exactly. And by the time you're done with uh, with your summer tires and your winter tires, it's time to change them anyway. Absolutely. And and I wonder how much snow's in Tweed, Ontario, because uh, someone watching on TikTok right now uh, says that they're, they're in Tweed. And Do you know where Tweed is? Uh, I think it's east, like north of Kingston. I think I don't know. I think I could be wrong, but, but hopefully I think they I'm have. Right. Hopefully they have winter tires. Yeah, well, anywhere in this province, and and uh, yeah, uh, last week on Vancouver, Island, I couldn't. You know, they they joke out there that it snows two days out of the year, and I got all of the snow on on one day. It just <laughs> was. You know, I was expecting to drive on some beautiful roads, have an enjoyable drive, and then the, here we are. We're driving through a blizzard, but it was worth it because I got I went snowboarding. Very nice. And uh, you know the lifestyle on that island. The the roads are amazing. That is that's one of the things I I uh, I, I shot an episode out there and, and I had to share with um, with uh, viewers on YouTube. The roads on Vancouver Island, I think, are one of the best kept secrets in North America. Really, the roads are fantastic. They don't have you know the extreme climate like we do, uh, with, especially with with winter. And you know the roads are beautiful. They're mountainous. They're they're just it's and and it's the scenery is gorgeous. Yeah, I uh, I've got to get some time and go out there and spend some more time because usually when I travel, I go outside of Canada. Right. I have not spent enough time traveling within Canada since I was a kid. Anyway, yeah, it it is. Uh, um, you know, I've been fortunate to to head out there for business a lot, and it is it is a beautiful place. I can really get into uh, living in the uh, Victoria area for sure. Yeah, okay. We'll have to talk about relocating. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's an interesting place, but um, uh, you know, one one day I went driving and sports cars. The other day I had uh, had some work to do. Uh, another day I went snowboarding, and another day I went boating. I could get used to that. Yeah, but I don't think I'd do any of those things. I would just relax a lot. Well, that's that's kind of <laughs> what I did. That's kind of what I did. Now the boating may may have included cigars, but um, you know, it was it was one of those things. It was uh, it was a lovely lovely experience. But uh, uh, even out there, there's a, um, especially on the island, a lot of drivers don't have winter tires because they just. They, they have their literal two days of winter. Well, and I saw some of the photos of people just completely out of their element because of that. 
And uh, that I imagine that's pretty scary. And for people, we have a lot of people coming from other countries and have never dealt with winter. And then they they, they spend their first winter in Ontario, and it's it's scary. It's new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it, you know and. We we don't we don't do a good job of educating drivers uh, about winter driving, and uh, and we should do we should do a better job as the as the uh, provincial we, not just uh, me, because I, I do teach at performance driving schools, and you know I do my job, but I'd like more people to uh, to uh, learn more advanced driver uh, techniques. Yeah, we talk about this a lot on our show with Ask a Traffic Cop uh, weekdays, and that is, uh, should we have annual requalifications for drivers? Is it too easy to become a driver today? Uh, because when when I was a kid, there were higher standards, I'd like to believe. And although there's now a graduated system, it takes longer. And the idea is to develop experience behind the wheel. But are they becoming better drivers or, or not? I, well, there, there, there's there's uh, there's the uninformed argument that, that I would present, which is there's not a lot of education that's part of that graduated licensing system that should be part of it. See, if, if we mandated instruction, mm. you'd have a, a curriculum that you'd meet as opposed to just being able to pass simple tests. So can you drive, you know, for for a half an hour without hitting anything? Yeah, that, that's pretty much how the test goes these days. If you well, don't hit anything, you kind of pass. Well, it, it's, it's, it's really concerning because I see a lot of things on the road and we're charging people with a lot of offenses that people should know better. And, uh, and if, if they don't know, and the excuses they say they don't know, then you have to find out. And is that just because you read the handbook, or is it because you get professional instruction, or do you watch a show like Ask a Traffic Op and ask the questions? Whichever it is, you need to educate yourself, and, yeah. and otherwise you get those consequences. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and still, you know, every, every time I come back to Toronto, inevitably I'm on the 401 leaving the airport, and there is somebody um, with a broken down car or stopped car on the left shoulder of the 401, which is a dangerous place. A, a message just came up on my uh, on my TikTok said, I can't afford more tests. If you if you add more tests, it's going to cost me more money. That's cost prohibitive. Yep. And I get that. It, but it's expensive also to repair your car because you smashed into something or the, the something maybe $600 ticket for doing the wrong thing. So... It's it's expensive to drive. It, it is. I mean, just the just the uh, the whatever it takes to acquire the car, insure it, and maintain it is uh, is not inexpensive. And and uh, you know, for me, driver education is very very important. I've been I've been doing that most of my adult life, and and you know, typically racing oriented stuff. But uh, you know, the the thing is, when when um, when when you've spent a whole lot of time racing and teaching, you know, this advanced level of driving, you do not. It, you just you you know how dangerous it is on on public roads, and it it uh, it transforms your driving. Well, I think I think some people, if they just focused on driving, would be great. <laughs> but the problem is that yes. they're, they're they're doing a lot of things other than driving. They're they're making plans for their next destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, trying to figure out what they're going to make for dinner, and that's just distraction, and that leads to collisions. Mm-hmm. And then there's the more obvious stuff: using their cell phones, you, uh, you know, playing with the stereo, yeah. and and those things have a consequence uh, in terms of if the police are watching you do it. If you're weaving all over the road and you're playing with your stereo, you're going to get a ticket for careless driving. If you're playing with your uh, your your phone, you're going to get a, a distracted driving ticket, and that's going to be much more expensive. But you should be doing nothing other than right. driving. Yeah, and you know a lot, a lot of the systems in cars today, the newer cars, make it very easy to to deal with all of these things that we do today. So the the, the SUV I'm driving today has wireless CarPlay. Mm-hmm. So the the phone sits in the wireless charger. Apple CarPlay is on the screen. If I need to make a phone call, I can ask Siri to do that. If a text message comes in, I can ask Siri to read it to me. And I use that exclusively. It's still a distraction. It's still not as good as just being focused on the road. Right. And and some would argue that because of the errors that. Siri 
Siri occasionally makes, uh, that it could even be more of a distraction because I get angry when it, <laughs> when it reads me back my text and it's wrong. So I'm screaming at Siri. So that's a distraction. But also, I want to know, you know, you might have nested menus to, to turn on your, your, your tushy warmer. And, you know, that maybe that should be voice controlled too. Uh, well, you know what? The, a lot of cars um, have a, uh, the, the voice integration has gone up, but what they haven't done is allowed the voice integration to uh, delve into those systems. So there are very few cars that will actually do that sort of thing. And, and uh, you know, when that first started happening in, in modern cars a few years ago, those are the questions I was asking. It's like, okay, well, if, the, if you can ask the car to do this, why can't you ask it to change the climate control? Why mm-hmm. can't you ask it to put on your heated seat? Well, that would require an integration with, if you're taking Siri as now the new CarPlay is taking over, you now have to go backwards. Right now, you're having one output of simply utilizing an output for audio and video. But if you're now having to control other systems, that's a larger integration. And and I could see that being, you know, a concern for auto manufacturers. Yeah, well, you know, cars have so many onboard computers now, it's it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. That's a... Uh, that's another story for another day, but uh, there was um, one Bentley I drove recently has over a hundred computers on board. No kidding, a hundred, a hundred. Anyway, that's uh, that's the end of this segment. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Up next is Greg McPherson from the Motorama Show, which is back in the city next weekend. We're going to have Greg McPherson right after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with special guest star Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police, and that's because Alan Gelman is on vacation. I don't, I don't know how that happened, but uh, it did. And we've got Greg McPherson from the Motorama Show on the phone with us. Greg, how are you? Excellent, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Hey, well, thanks for joining us. It's uh, it's uh, it's a big year for uh, for car shows coming back. I know last year uh, you moved the show around a little bit to to make it happen, but uh, now I think you're back in your traditional March date, right? It is. Yeah, we're uh, March 10, 11, 12, and back where the show has been, other than the pandemic, I guess every year since I think seventy five. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny with the snow and things going on outside. Uh, last year, we moved it to the end of April just to get off some of the restrictions, as you said. And uh, it was it was almost too nice then. It was too springy. So uh, this, this still feels like uh, the old times with the show and where it should be. Well, especially with all, all the snow on the ground today. But, um, you know, when, when, uh, when I looked at the website um, a little while ago, you've got a lot of stuff planned around this show. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big time show once again. It is, and we're, we're trying to figure out if it feels like 2019 or even better. Like um, this will be our eighth time doing the show, um, and as you know, probably we got shut down halfway through in 2020, and, and didn't do anything in 2021. But uh, it just feels like the, our last strong in, uninterrupted year was 2019, and uh, like we're sold out. You know, space sooner than we've ever been, and just so much interest and we, and we kind of take heart as well like we heard about the great you know canadian international auto show and and the turnout they had for that and uh, we're expecting and, and hoping for similar well i think there's there's a whole lot of reason i mean r- right off the top you've got dave kindig and uh, i'm a fan of his work and i think for that reason alone i've got to go to the show um if you if you don't know his work greg i'm sure you can explain what he does yeah, just an incredible builder. So a lot of a lot of people would know his work from his TV show Bitch and Rides. But if you ever have the opportunity, like say to go to SEMA or you know some of the other car shows, you know he his stuff wins regularly. It's just unbelievable. So um, and just the presence of his TV show, it, it is really neat. Um, we we're we're so glad that he's coming. Um, I I haven't you know hung out with him, but everyone who's met him just says he's incredibly personable, really nice guy, and uh, he'll be there on next Saturday and Sunday, the 11th and 12th. 
and just meeting people and hanging out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of interest in him coming. And uh, as well, we've got uh, Ad Chad and, and uh, his wife, Jolene. They're coming straight from Australia. They're down at a car show there now. And uh, they're doing a roof chop over the course of the weekend, in addition to, you know, signing autographs and, you know, sign, you know selling shirts and that type of thing. So uh, lots of interest in him. He's got a huge following. They've, they've kind of transitioned from their TV show that they had done to uh, they're on YouTube pretty much every night. And I, I think their popularity has only grown. So lots of interest in them as well. That is fantastic. Now, if uh, people are looking for tickets, they, you can go on your website, which is... Uh, yeah, MotoramaShow.com. Right. And um, you've got, you've got different, uh, different ticket options. So there's, there's adult, seniors, kids, uh, family passes, and multi-day tickets as well. Yeah, so you know, some for everyone. So you, if you go to MotoramaShow.com, you can check it out and see what's available. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's just going to be very busy. We've got, like, I think it's over 400 cars we've got lined up, all of them almost first-time shown, just, you know, amazing vehicles, and all different types, like custom cars, hot rods, classics, uh, tuners, trucks, monster trucks, you know, just big, wide variety. of So if you're into cars, and, and also um, motorsports is, is a big part of our show, coming from our background, we do a car racing magazine called Inside Track Motorsport News, so uh, a good portion of the show is racing, and that's one of the neat things with this year, us being back on our traditional date as well. Um, last year, we, we were too close to the start of racing season, so some of the tracks and series couldn't come. But uh, pretty much all of them are back this year and excited to kick off their seasons at Motorama. It's an amazing show. Uh, Toronto Police used to have a booth there. I, in fact, I was there the day that we had the shutdown early, and I was really disappointed because I was having so much fun. Uh, so I hope to, to, uh, to come see the show, and uh, hopefully we can come back and have a booth there again. That would be awesome. Yeah, you're absolutely welcome. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it's going to be busy, and uh, we're, we're really looking forward to it. It just feels like old times and the excitement and, you know, no no trepidation about you know what might happen and like we kind of did last year and should we do it but uh, you know, it's full speed ahead this year that, uh, yeah i can't i can't wait to to get there of course you know motorsports is uh, is my thing so there's there's always something uh, new for me to learn even though we're we're racing in the states but uh, um, you know we may uh, we may do a little bit of racing in canada with our, our new race cars so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes but uh, i'm like i'm i'm I, I love all the racing gear and and i'm probably due for probably some new racing boots or gloves uh, at this point and beef jerky because there's always beef jerky at these things oh is there <laughs> I, I need that too absolutely yeah so uh, most of our booths are focused on you know <laughs> automobiles and then racing, but uh, yeah, you get the odd, the odd one. You know, if you get a little snacky, peckish walking around, uh, uh, you can find something <laughs> always. But uh, it, you know, it's it's uh, the, you know obviously got uh, over four hundred cars uh, in the building, and, and that's great. But um, there, you also have products that uh, that uh, car enthusiasts can use as well. Oh no, absolutely! Yeah, a lot of the booths, like say. Uh, Gosh, Meguiar's comes. We've got a bunch of different ones. So, you know, for people who love their cars, which is about pretty much everybody in the building, you know, there, there are products there for them to, uh, you know, either maintain them or improve them. And uh, this, uh, this Friday, the opening day of the show, is uh, Students' Day for Motorama. Yeah, so that, that's a tradition of, of that, uh, of the show going way back. Um, and yeah, we're expecting probably about 3,000 kids. The, the, usually the, in a program, you know, shop, that type of thing, or automotive. So the kids are interested in, in cars and, 
and uh, racing. And so we'll do certain things, like say on the stage, we'll put a bunch of people um, sort of that would be of interest to the kids where they can connect the dots and see, you know, someone from a, a college that's got an automotive program. You know, you know, I, I hate doing math, but if I stick with it, and or, you know, I, I can find an application that can end up either growing my hobby and I can, you know, stay involved that way or possibly find a career in, in something you like. So just uh, try and put some people in front of them on the stage there to talk about, you know, some things to maybe spark an interest uh, in, in the field because we, we all know that uh, to perpetuate, you know, the, the, this hobby that uh, we need new blood coming into it all the time. So it's good to get, you know, to, you know young people interested however we can. Oh, absolutely! I'm 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 all about that, and you know the 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 race cars that we have, they require um, you know a, a data engineer. So you you really have to have a, con- a computer science background to to work in that role. And um, you know there are very few motorsport programs around. But if you know if you're focused and uh, and you want to go down that path, there is a, there's a, a career in, in motorsport, and there there's a, um, you don't have to go too you don't have to dig too far to find that path. Um, no, it, and it, there's there's a fellow right now. He's down. I think it's Sebring in the USF 2000 test. Uh, Matt Clark. He was on the cover of our magazine a while ago. Mm-hmm. So and he's in uh, the, the the automotive school in uh, Oshawa. He he'll be on that panel on the Friday. So it's, it's you know some kid who's racing F two thousand cars. He wants to be an engineer in a, on a racing team when he's not racing. So uh, you know if, if you're a kid that's got a passion for for cars and racing, you just see it right in front of you. This kid will say, Here, here's what I've done, and, and here's how you can do it. Uh, and it's it's no surprise that that he's successful because if he has an un, uh, an understanding of uh, engineering and can drive the car, he's a bit of a secret weapon. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a kid. Well, he was not a kid anymore, but uh, Cole Pern, who used to race Cascar, and really nice guy. And he was an engineer. And then you, you know, you go down to Daytona and the Cup races, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's working on a Cup team. And first, the next thing you know, he's the top crew chief in NASCAR. All right, Greg, we've got to go. What's the website again for Motorama? MotoramaShow.com. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks very much. That's next Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday, and that's at the International Center. So be sure to get your tickets, and we'll see you at the Motorama Show next weekend. Greg, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back with Dave's Corner Garage after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with special guest star Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police because um, Alan Gelman is apparently on vacation as far as we know. He's possibly having a better time than we are. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. We're having a great time. We're having a great time. Uh, we, were, we were saying over the break that uh, that um, in uh, at the Motorama show, there's uh, there's a, a lot of ways that uh, car and driving enthusiasts can find ways to enjoy their passion safely. Well, that's it because we 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 hear from all sorts of people who are stunt driving and speeding and carrying on on the roadways in a dangerous way. They get charged and go, "Well, if you'd only make a track available to us, we wouldn't do it on the road." Which is baloney. They choose sure this is. option because they choose this option, and that's it. If you want to get involved with racing, there's tons of ways to do it, and and inexpensively as well. You know, there there are a bunch of tracks that are close by that you can you can get on the track for forty fifty bucks. Relatively close. It does take a level of commitment, but hey, if you're an auto sports person, that's no biggie. That, that's what I did from when I was a kid, and you know now look at me. I'm you know apparently own some race cars that uh, <laughs> need to go racing. It's kind of worked out well for you. <laughs> some some days, some days. But you know there's lots of ways to uh, uh, to go about this safely and, and enjoy it. And and uh, you know Motoram is a great a great place to start because they have all the organizations there. So if you are curious and and don't know where to start, that's a great place to go. Plus you get to see lots of cool cars, and uh, you know if you're gonna if you intend to go to the racetrack, you can probably buy a helmet as well. So 
it, Ooh, uh, yeah. yeah, the supplier stuff to buy. Yes, well, the the, the yeah, I I have a really cool racing helmet. It's a it's a lovely lovely helmet, and uh, I I dig those things. But you know, I've, I'm fortunate that I have the, the the best one you can get. It's very lightweight carbon fiber, lovely thing. But also, you could buy a car for what it costs. Oh, I was going to say it's not your ninety nine dollars show special. I know. No, no, no. And, and, you know, car helmets are also unique. They're very different than motorcycle helmets, as you probably know. Yeah, I, and I've had some experience landing on motorcycle helmets. So. Yeah, yeah, you know a little bit about that. But, uh, yeah, so the, the motorcycle helmets are, are made for motorcycles, and uh, car helmets are made for being in cars. The dynamics of collisions are different depending on the vehicle you're in, and mm-hmm. they've got to protect you differently in support. And, and things like your your Hans device and all sorts yes. of hookups. Is that an after? Is that put in after, or is that made from the manufacturer already installed? The, the the mounts on the helmet for the Hans device are, are put in by the manufacturer. Now, they never used to be. When they first were were uh, produced and available, most manufacturers uh, asked you to drill holes in the helmet. Ooh. Yeah, and you had to do that very carefully. I, I have one helmet like that, but uh, after that, all of them come with the mounts built in, and everything works seamlessly. And, Makes sense. Uh, I've, I've thankfully never had the, um, the the real opportunity to test the Hans device. Also good. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a bad thing. Well, we want to thank uh, Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft uh, joining us. And uh, if you need extra storage, consider um, talking to the Auto Loft, theautoloft.ca, about uh, lift solutions. And uh, you know, I, I didn't even think about it, but they have. Motorcycle lifts. How cool is that? And stuff lifts, because like I said, yeah, and stuff, stuff lifts. Stuff yes. and things, very important. Yes, yes. And, and of course, next weekend is uh, Motorama, so go to motoramashow.com uh, to uh, see their program. I, uh, I'll probably go after the show next Saturday. I think that would be a, that would be a good time to go. And uh, I'm going to, of course, be in the motorsports section. Well, I, I think that sounds good. I, I want to go. Okay, well, yeah, uh, if, if you want to join me in the motorsports section, we can do that. Um, what day are we talking uh, Saturday. Ooh, yeah, it's my work. <laughs> it is, it is, and you can do a live stream from uh, from Motorama Show as well. I just need someone to carry my phone. Uh, <laughs> can, can you and I get an intern? Don't you have we people? need interns? Yeah, don't you have, don't you have people for that? I, I have got no people. Yeah. I am a one man show. Okay, well, you got to find some people. Okay, we'll work uh, on it. All right, where's Al when we need him? See, he's yeah. yeehawing somewhere else. Yeah, he's he's yeehawing on the beach, probably not listening to us. No, no, I no, didn't hear you. No, didn't I didn't hear him. Nope. No, definitely not listening to us. <laughs> well, that's it. Um, what, what else can we say? We, we've been streaming this on, on my VoiceOver Cop uh, TikTok page, and yes. we've had a bunch of people here that I feel bad because I've been ignoring them. Uh, but you know what? I'll, I'll stick around after the show and I'll answer a few of the questions. Yeah, you've, we had some, you've had some questions come in. We've dealt with some of those questions. And, yeah. and uh, you know, obviously here in the city, you know, it's going to be a fun couple of days before uh, the city gets all the roads clear. So... Um, drivers out there, please be patient. And uh, that goes for most of the province. Uh, it seems like a lot of the province got hit by the same storm, so so be patient. Yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. If you if you plan extra time, and it actually doesn't matter if there's snow or not, if you give yourself the appropriate amount of time that you can drive accordingly, you can drive in a relaxed way, enjoy your podcast, learn another language, check out the radio, but it's when you leave yourself to the last minute and there's stress involved. That's when people really make poor decisions. They increase their speed, uh, they miss turns, they make really ridiculous choice. Do you see the video online of someone backing up on the 401? Like backing up in lane three oh, no. on the 401 because no. they missed their exit. In, uh, unimaginable. Now, you can back up in certain situations on the highway. Sure. It, well, really one. Yeah. To assist someone. Right. So that's the situation where a tow truck pulls off onto the shoulder. You can back up just to hook up, not to back up a kilometer. Right. So if you if you miss your road, get off the next one, double yeah. back. Like, exactly. Exactly. things. Well, got to thank again uh, Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft, theautoloft.ca. Uh, if you need 
solutions for your vehicle storage, give uh, Michael a call. Visit the website and Greg McPherson from uh, Motorama Show. Always great having Greg on, and the Motorama Show is going to be awesome this year. And, of course, we've got to thank a special guest star, PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police. It is always a pleasure to be well, here. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, and we will be back next Saturday. Are we listening? This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.